0: Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. January 18th, 2021. Kachuma, Christian Giesler. Within a couple weeks, he was finishing up his sport boat season. Had to do a bunch of clean up. Maintenance, that sort of thing. Close out that season, and now it's all about bass fishing. He's got, you know, guide trips. He's got tournaments coming up. Um, so yeah, had a lot of fun with this one. We went all over the place from bait making to, you know, winter reaction bait fishing, and then of course, as always, a report from Kachuma. Thank you everybody who's actually gone on and left a review um, and subscribed. And even left comments on iTunes. It's, it's a huge deal. Uh, for whatever reason, Apple has the worst algorithm in the world when it comes to podcasts. So you need a lot to even show up. If you search for California Bass Report, uh, you'd be lucky to find this podcast. That's how ridiculous their algorithm is. I thought they're supposed to be really like smart individuals over there. But for whatever reason, I think they've just, they invented podcasting and then they just let it like, I don't, know. I don't know what they're doing, but um, I appreciate it. Uh, it helps a lot. We just hit 400 followers on Instagram. That's nuts. To me, that's nuts. But you guys obviously think this is cool. I think it's cool. But I do not think it was that cool. So keep it up. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And as always, like, talking to you guys on Instagram is fun. And, and keep that coming. Uh, definitely never uh, feel weird about reaching out send me a message let me know what you'd like me to to talk about i've got some great i've got some great uh ideas for future podcasts from 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 listeners like you so keep it coming right now we got christian let's go talk about chuma all right dude we're we're rolling christian what's going on man What's the deal? How you doing, brother? Oh, you know.
1: Uh, We we finished our week up, uh, I think it's been about two weeks since we last talked, so a lot of stuff happened up at Kachumas since then. I know uh, everyone here is interested in listening to a report, so I got a a lot of different things that have been happening up there in the last couple weeks. I'm sure you guys were experiencing a lot of it up there, Um, not our forecasted, or I should say expected, conditions for winter. Um, down here but
0: not at all yeah
1: we've we've had a quite the uh adjustment period here with all this warm weather weather sorry so we've had to do a lot of stuff different and i'm sure you guys up there have been doing the same thing
0: yeah absolutely i'm gonna try to stay away from talking about uh my complete and total nosedive this last weekend but we're gonna talk about uh you and what's going on Uh, it's been a while i know you had the end of sport boat season you're wrapping everything up there. So it's been a little while since we talked, but that just means we're going to have more to talk about today, friend.
1: Yep. So since we last talked, I think, uh, we had some cooler weather that has now eluded us up until, you know, at the end of this week, we should have another cold snap. So we've, we've been struggling with the warming water. Um, it's kind of what I wanted to not happen during this time of year. I like when that lake gets cold, but, um, all right. Since I last talked to you, we were doing a lot of jig fishing, you know, a lot of low and slow, dragging the bottom, all that good stuff. And, um, with this warming weather, we've kind of had to switch it up. We have to fish a little bit lighter line. Our water's cleaning up, our water's getting warmer and more and more boats are getting on the lake with this ABA that's now happening up there, which is the first tournament's happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so So, boat traffic is definitely a key player. Pressure, you know, it's not a giant lake, and we've been having to deal with the boat pressure, so we've been fishing light line, a lot of drop shotting, a lot of, uh, we've done some split shotting as well, you know, some finesse Carolina rig style baits, Um, just dragging, and then, um, you know, we haven't had wind, which is awful, I would say. Um, Kachuma likes the wind, for anybody that you know, runs away from it up there, I would definitely rethink that decision because that place really does like wind. Um, and we haven't had any of that. So it's truly made it, you know, true work when we go out and fish a lot of my clients, they're repeat clients and they come out and they kind of see the whole swing of all the seasons and they fished me last winter and last winter was pretty cold. And now we're faced with this warmer weather and it's opposite of what they experienced last year. So they, they're learning how to you know fish these adverse conditions when it comes to the heat in the wintertime,
0: absolutely, yeah, um yeah, I mean the, talk about water temperatures uh you know even here up in central california and and even getting north, it's like you know fifty to fifty five degrees sometimes warmer, and like you said, super clear water, we just have not had a lot of rain to to push any kind of silt into the system, and it's tough, man um definitely tough
1: yeah it, it's fishing i was talking to my buddy yesterday we actually pre-fished for our tournament this weekend and it's fishing like that weird stage that you get after the summer right after the heat of the summer it's still kind of too early to call fall fishing it's where you go out and uh, it's really hard to catch a good limit um, you can catch a lot but you know they're those sub-legal fish those 12 to 13 inches, and you can catch a lot of them, and a lot of them are smaller than that. And mm-hmm. it's harder to get a better bite right now for some reason. Um, and we related it to that same weird pattern that happens at the end of summer going into fall that weird bite, kind of where everything just wants to change, but you know, it, it hasn't really done it yet. And it's kind of what everyone waits for coming into fall, but it, it's you know, it's slowed things down. We're still able to catch fish, don't get me wrong, you know, we had. Um, we had some really good trips in the last two weeks, um, but dealing with boat pressure has been our biggest, uh, our biggest competitor when it comes to trying to catch these things. We have a lot of rental boats and a lot of new bass boats coming in almost daily. You see a lot of red tags in the parking lot and what red tags are, that's the tag they put on your boat during your quarantine. And then once it's your go date, you come in, you get your red tag clipped and then you're able to fish. So those boats that I see with all the red tags, that's their first day there, and I'm seeing them more and more every day. So the boat traffic's not helping. Um, the best thing I can I can give you for consumer right now is just praying for wind and uh, light line has been a player. Small shad style baits, soft baits. You know we use a lot of the baits that that I've been making in the garage. Um, I know we were going to touch on that subject a little bit and uh, yeah, we definitely how, yeah. how we how we use what I make, you know, to our advantage, given what we have. You know, you have a lot of great bait companies that make a lot of great colors. But the problem is you find colors from other bait companies, but they don't make the style bait that you want in that color. So <laughs> a few years ago, I just, I just, you know, started making all my own baits. You know, I, I got a good set of molds, you know, nothing that we don't use on the boat. And I did it. So I can, you know, make the colors that I need for the condition that day. And, and it's honestly cheaper, too. You can go through a lot of plastic guiding up there. It's crazy. Um, I don't like it because all that plastic either ends up in a fish's mouth or in the in the yeah. lake. But, you know, you need to use it all. <laughs> yeah. You need to yeah. catch fish with it. If it were up to me, I'd catch every fish on a hard bait just so I can keep all that plastic out of the water. I mean, but. Yeah yeah we've been just fishing a lot of the stuff that i'm making smaller shad shaped worms and and drop shot baits and small worms you know lighter line We're we're fishing all the way down to six pound i haven't i haven't let myself grab the four pound probably not going to put my ego away on that <laughs> one
0: we're
1: gonna keep it at six at minimum that's the smallest line we're gonna go down to because uh, we're fishing sharp rock and stuff, and just yeah, you get all nicked up, and uh, you hook a ten-inch bass, and it'll break you off. So, no four pound on my boat yet. But so light line.
0: Say again. Sorry. I sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just I was gonna ask because I've I've seen some of the photos on your Instagram. If you guys don't don't follow them, uh, make sure you do. Christian, what is it again? Is it is it at Shuma Guide?
1: Yeah, Chuma Guide is is kind of what I just post my fish pictures on. Yeah. But um, my, my day-to-day fishing activities and bait making, that's all on my personal account. And that's uh, C-G-E-I-Z. It's pretty simple. It's five letters. Um, but yeah, I got a bunch of pictures of baits and just stuff that I play around with. I just like playing with colors and, and different types of pouring. I'm really into hand pouring right now with these smaller baits. You know, you can only inject so many colors into baits. But uh, the hand pours are cool. And I'm giving a lot of people up there, you know, they're fishing the baits that I'm making. And it's pretty cool. I have a a guy who fishes the uh, FLW. He actually won the Angler of the Year on the co-side. And uh, he's really excited to take some of these baits that I've been making out and fish smallmouth with them. These little drop shot baits that I've been pouring. Um, that's kind of all I'm making right now. You know, we're not making big creature baits. We're not making flip baits. Just mostly that light finesse style worm stuff, and the guys up there are loving it a lot of people are fishing my baits, and they're all catching fish on them, so I'm stoked on that
0: no they're they're actually beautiful baits, and I remember when I saw it, <clears throat> I told you I was like man the, especially those purple ones i'm a, like I told you, I'm a sucker for the purple, and uh yeah, yeah. just yeah they're be, they're beautiful baits and and I'd definitely like to get a my hands on some before the next tournament I have up here for sure,
1: yeah i'm um, I got. It. Pack set aside for people I, I keep each person that i make baits where they get their own name card in like a like a roll decks almost and they get <laughs> <laughs> bait bags piled up behind their name cards and whenever i can you know because people buy a lot of my baits and so you know i like giving them away but a lot of people go through a lot and they end up just being like you know i need to buy some of these
0: no i mean so I, th- I i think to- you've, yeah and it's it's cool you give them away but but definitely they're 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 good looking baits and there's something to be said about Especially when I can look at some of the colors you're using, I'm like, hey, that right there is exactly what I've been looking for. I'll I'll take a bag of those. Name your price, yeah. sir. Name your price, sir.
1: <laughs> it's cheap. That's the good thing. You're not paying. Uh, you're not paying these big, uh, you know, brand names that you find in store prices. You're just all I pay for is my time. I don't care about material or anything. I just I like when people finish my stuff. That's that's honestly worth the price to me. Is just knowing that people are catching fish on them, not just buying them. I don't care if people buy them. I want people to fish them and catch stuff on them.
0: That's, that's cool.
1: the kind of, I don't go crazy and pour a million different colors. I just, I, I'll i make custom colors for people and then I'll just pour what I know works and, uh, pour different baits for certain situations. You know, if your, if your stuff's on shad, obviously there's about 5 million shad patterns you can pour. You got goby, you know, it's pretty easy, solid color stuff, but mm-hmm. Any type of bait fish or forage, we can hand pour up cool colors, and all my guys like custom colors. They always give me a few ideas, and I try to make it up for them.
0: You ever done a You ever done a sculpin bait?
1: Sculpin bait? No, no, not not real sculpin. I mean, I do like traditional goby stuff. A lot of like purple and gold and stuff like that. But I think a sculpin color would be cool.
0: Would be. That was just that was my little plug. That that would be that'd be sweet. It'd be sweet yeah. if you did it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see what you're doing here.
0: <laughs> so no, dude, we'll get it made for you, man. Awesome. So, and the other the other thing we we talked about a little bit, and I want to touch on, and you know, it's something that that a lot of guys ran up against this weekend, where where I was fishing. Um, you know, we did get a little bit of a breeze. I didn't, like I said, I I was ta- talking to you. I didn't change up from what I was what I was doing, I was kind of dead set on doing something. And and in hindsight, it was, it was wrong. I digress. But when you're out there in a weird situation like this, where the, you know, you're throwing the playbook out the window at this point when it's 70 degrees, I don't know how warm it was there. It was like 72 degrees here and super warm temperatures, bluebird skies, when do you? I mean, is that kind of one of those times where you make the decision to, hey, maybe throw a little bit of reaction here. Let's let's change it up because the low and slow just isn't working. Or when do you make that that? I'm just thinking, like in hindsight, I I was thinking that I'm I regret not moving and trying something different. But when do you yeah. look? When do you look into you know maybe changing it up during the winter and looking for a reaction bite during the winter? Yeah, uh, that
1: that's kind of that's. That's a tricky one, given what you guys had up there, because usually down here, those conditions are, that you guys had, you know, the hot weather, clear, no wind, all that stuff, that's usually when I'll go low and slow. As soon as I see wind, I try to go into some sort of reaction bite, um, but it's tricky. Each fishery is different, obviously. You know, water clarity is always a big player, but that wind, if you have clear water, that's the wind's gonna be your best friend when you want that reaction by and hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um I know you were saying on your last derby or tournament up there, you know, that that was the hand that you were dealt for that day. And I think a lot of people think after their struggle in a tournament, all the stuff that they could have done right, you know, and that's kind of what starts eating away at you a lot. And I don't know. I've had those situations plenty of times and it's maybe if you're not around the right fish um but for me when i go to reaction it's either when the wind comes up or if i get a little bit of color in my water um, just from either the waves you know breaking up the bank clay and all that stuff Um, or if i'm just flat out not getting bit and you just got to start grabbing rods and trying different stuff if you know you have fish there and you know those are the fish that you can catch then you kind of just got to throw everything but the sink at them, you know? Yep, yep. Um, I've had those situations so many times, dude, especially when I was fishing casitas. Um, casitas got real warm sometimes in the winter and, and had the same exact condition you explained, and, and a lot of guys were out fishing deep, and that's another thing is water depth. Um, maybe try a little bit deeper than what you were fishing before if you know you got fish out. You know, If you're fishing in 30, maybe go try to look out in you know, that 50, 60-foot stuff. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the fish don't see as much. I guess thirty feet in the winter time. I don't know about you guys up there, but that's you're looking in twenty five to thirty feet down here. Um,
0: yeah, I mean the there's time of year. Yeah,
1: that's it, that's the that's the comfortable depth that pretty much anybody can go catch a fish in about about this time. So
0: yeah, I um, mean there's there's guys catching them in sixty seventy. So I mean I. Yeah, I, and that's not something that I did. I, the deepest I was I was looking and trying for was about fifty, but um, still didn't didn't work out. But yeah, I mean it's it, and it I guess it does come down to that. If you're not catching anything, you got to try different things and try to find some kind of pattern, right? So yeah, but and I, I, I
1: for some something that makes me comfortable is I do what's called changing area codes. And if if I know I have fish there and I'm just not catching them, I I just. I swallow my pride and I fire up the big motor and I just I'll sometimes put all my rods away and I'll fire across to a different side of the lake, you know, side that I'm comfortable with, obviously a a piece of it. And then uh, I'll just go in with a a fresh mindset on a different area. And we kind of had that situation, not this week, but the last week on Wednesday, we had really hot weather. Um, We were coming out of a little colder, you know, stretch of weather not not freezing cold but you know a little more chilly and i saw a hot day for one of the trips that i had and i was kind of like ah you know whatever it's probably not going to affect it too much and we had the same thing we fish think our first three spots we had maybe a fish which was strange because they're usually you know our our starting spots i always have a starting spot and uh it just didn't feel right and uh i was faced with the same deal and we couldn't catch fish in any of the areas. And then I just kind of turned the grass on and I went off shore a little bit and we actually found fish in 65 feet and we sat there and we caught them. So I don't know if that was just for that day or whatever, but I just told myself to go try something different, go deeper. The water was really clean. There were a lot of boats on the lake. I know a lot of people weren't fishing that deep that day. They could see where everybody was and, and it mm-hmm. paid off for us. we were actually able to catch fish for our clients and they had a really good day.
0: Um, awesome and they, they
1: wanted to you know they wanted to take like limit pictures and stuff and that's another thing when you're catching fish that deep let them go immediately you know if, if they're coming up blown out like a rockfish you got to let them go immediately let them get back down
0: yeah and that's something else that you know there's there's been guys that have been hitting me up about uh definitely doing a talking to one of you guys about uh fizzing or not fizzing and then like how how do you go about dealing with Uh, getting these fish back to where they are, um, coming from from deep. And so, yeah, especially in a a tournament situation, um, especially in the winter, you got a lot of guys that are catching them deep. They're coming in, and then maybe they're not. Maybe they're fizz, maybe they're not. uh, Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, opinions around that stuff as well so that's a whole that yeah. is that right there is it's own, yeah that's its fish, own podcast i think
1: fish fish care is a is a, is a whole nother oh yeah evil in its own oh, yeah. um, the only thing i don't like about this time of year in tournaments is that you see a lot of fish floating at a launch ramp if, if the guys aren't doing it correct um, i always carry at least three three needles on the boat um i try not to put any fish in the live well that we catch from that deep with clients uh, you know i tell them first thing in the morning hey we're gonna fish deep today um i know you guys like the cool you know multiple fish in each hand pictures but fish care is obviously a priority for me you know that lake gets hammered enough and i try to do my best to take care of the fish um that's actually a really big deal for me and uh i always let them know ahead of time
0: i got some applause going for you that's good that's good man. that's important it, it's it's super important it is
1: it is and I'm I'm all all about keeping, you know, everything good up the lake. You know, that that's an ecosystem that in a way pays your bills and, and if you are, you know, trashing it or whatever you're not you're not doing it right. So that that's what goes back to me saying like about how I hate leaving plastic in the water when a fish bites a bait and you swing and come back with a bare hook and it, it kinda eats at me
0: um yeah you just use z you just use z-man <laughs> z- products and they all just float up to the surface and then you just go back later and pick them all up <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> then again good luck doing that i try not to use that z-man so that's the crazy man oh, i'm yeah. i'm real bad at taking all my baits and throwing them in a box at the end of the day and then no it doesn't that it does not it work is.
0: out well with the z-man <laughs> it-
1: so I'm not I'm not the Z man type, I guess. There are a few baits that I'll use. I use that stuff from the salt water a
0: because it holds up well, but
1: mm-hmm. But yeah, um fish care, big deal for me and it's always a, a a concern on my boat and my clients they actually like it, you know. They don't like hopping on a boat and these guys, you know, taking bloody fish and laughing and holding fish and they're all floating in the live well, and, you know. I'm not like that. That's that's not my deal. I take care of the fish. In tournaments, I obviously understand if you catch fish deep, you're going to have to put them in the live well, but always have a needle, always have some sort of live well treatment. I run a lot of Rejuvenate and and some of that G-Juice, that stuff works. I've brought Mm -hmm. fish pretty much back from the dead with that stuff. So I'm a believer in that, and uh, I'm a firm believer in if you don't need to put them in a live well, don't. Just let them go.
0: Yes, and you take care of the fish, and the fish in return, I think they take care of you pretty well. So.
1: Yeah, dude. Car- karma's real.
0: <laughs> karma's real.
1: Car- karma's a real thing. I mean, <laughs> some days you don't believe in it because you're sitting there praying for something good to happen, thinking about all the good you've done for these things. You, you can't buy a bite. Yeah. It all comes full circle.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's uh, what's coming up for you? Um, you were talking about some tournaments. What are you looking to fish yep. here in the next couple weeks?
1: So we're going to gonna start pre-fishing. I actually shut down this weekend for all guide trips um, and going in later this week. So we have the ABA up at Kachuma. There hasn't been a tournament circuit up at that lake in a really long time, so everyone's excited to mm-hmm. go up there and possibly make some money. you got a lot, of, a lot of guys that fished it back in the day that are starting to pull their boats from other lakes and, and start going up there and pre-fishing. They're really excited. Um, Some of the old timers aren't so stoked on it. You know, we had a little private lake to ourselves for the last few years with minimal boat traffic. And Mm -hmm. now you got all this, you got the spotlight on it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So some of those old local guys are kind of bugged out over it. but It is what it is. And it's good for business for the lake. It's good for, you know, the restaurant up there. My buddy Dustin, he runs the, uh, the restaurant up at the Lake Hook Bar and Grill. They serve delicious food. They're going to be opening an hour uh, early for us so we can all get breakfast. And once this COVID thing settles down, hopefully it does in the future, um, we're going to start doing sign-ins there and probably the uh, trophy deal. All going to be taking place at Hook. And if you guys haven't been there or eaten there, I highly suggest going there. He makes incredible food. I'm a snob when it comes to food, and I'll, uh, I'll vouch for it for sure. And then uh, a couple other exciting things. Uh Got an email earlier this week on Monday, and uh, added another great company to my team. I now have TH Marine that's going to be supporting us in the guide business.
0: Oh wow, that's so, awesome! That's a, that's a good, one. yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good one. Especially you know if you're as tedious as I am as far as boat maintenance, they got a lot of good boat products.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm stoked on that. So now we got Irod, we have DIWA reels, we have TH Marine, and a few others that are that are keeping us covered out on the water. So I'm stoked on that. Really thankful. Um, I'm thankful to be doing this with you guys. This is always a good way to get our, uh, get our business out there and help each other out. So all is well, man. Stoked to be talking to you. I know it's been a couple weeks and I've been busy and both of us kind of have our personal lives get in the way of things, but we're here now. Got the, the report done. Kachuma's fishing, fishing, uh, like it has pressure. So if you guys are going up there, just have a spinning rod, slow down, to find a spot away from
0: boats <laughs> sound advice and, and what a sage yeah <laughs> no man well and, and hopefully we can do it a, a little more regularly you know um but like i yeah. said i know you've got you got tournaments going on you're guiding um but uh, i i love having you on i love talking about that lake it's just one of those places where a lot of a lot of guys don't really know a whole lot about it and um but i've got more and more people telling me like even if they're you know up in Northern California they're just listening to every podcast because I mean listening to guides talk about bass fishing from around California is just fun anyway right so um, yeah yeah you know and more and more guys are just are just listening to all of them because they're not that long and and uh, that makes me happy and I'm, I'm glad that that you know people are maybe finding out about guides like you and and want to go down there and go to go to Hooked bar and grill and, and go fishing and spend a weekend around that area. It's a beautiful area anyway, um, but there's yeah, also it, great bass fishing.
1: It's seriously some of the most beautiful grounds you can have on a lake. And there, there are amenities there the camping and the, the cabins and stuff. They have yurts. It's all top notch. All the staff is cool. They got great food. They got a they are
0: got there, little
1: liquor store.
0: Are there campgrounds open at all in that area right now?
1: Right now, no. As of the last few weeks, we've yeah. kind of dropped down a tier in COVID and they shut all that down, but they, they were open throughout COVID. I mean, they, they really fought to keep, you know, the outdoor activities open without shutting everything down up there. And uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the County kind of pushing for its people and not, not obliterating businesses like what's happening all around the, the country right now. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Kept my business open and kept the restaurant open and then a lot of other places open up there. So kudos to Santa Barbara County. You know, they're all, they're for their people. Um, they want, they want to see success and they want small business to survive up here. So camping is closed, but you can still come up day use. You guys can rent a boat. You guys can come out with me. Um, and we can just, you know, go out and fish. They're still letting us do that. And we're going to soak it up and eat up every bit of it,
0: man. That's awesome. Thank you, Christian. As always, dude, I really appreciate you coming on and, and, um, yeah man just sharing your wisdom and and just being a cool dude um i know like i said it's i went back and forth on you quite a bit and um <laughs> it's just it was just been a weird last couple of weeks and um but yeah i think it was like you were like it was one of the toughest like just getting everything settled for whatever reason it would just never worked out but it, and i i take yeah. full responsibility my friend i take full nah, responsibility it's okay it's okay but Wait, we, we
1: all we all have stuff going on we all got personal life and just stoked we, we got it done and we're able to talk.
0: Good deal, man. Um well have yourself a great night and uh good luck in the derb All
1: right, bill I appreciate it. Uh look forward to talking to you guys again and giving you
0: an update. That dude right there, you can find him at chumaguide.com on the interwebs. You can find the podcast at the bass. report on the interwebs and I think that's it that was a good deal thanks Christian we'll be back with him hopefully soon I hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll catch you on the next go round